This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am so excited to have not just one, but two guests on the program today, Danny Bauer and Kelly Crane. First of all, Danny, welcome to the podcast again. I love talking with you. And when we actually turn on the record button, it's like a double bonus. So welcome. Double bonus. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, Jethro. And uh, sorry if you heard my trash emptying on my computer. It sounds like my computer is about to blow up. So I figured I'd empty my trash and you know that would make things run smoother. Anyways, I'm here with my co conspirator in fighting crime and leveling up school leaders, Dr. Kelly Crane. And the brief bio is that she's done it all and better than any of us. She's had all the roles, including a superintendent and brings a really valuable uh, perspective to our team and how we help leaders level up. Excellent. Well, welcome, Dr. Kelly Crane. I'm excited to have you as part of this as well. Thanks, Jethro. Thanks, Danny, for the intro. I don't know that I've done it better than anybody else, but in leadership, we all try to, don't we? That's right. We sure do. And we'll give you that you did it better. If Danny says you did, I totally believe it. So for those of you who live under a rock and don't know, Danny is one of my best friends and the host of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast and a mastermind and has been an inspiration to me for many years and so grateful to continue to talk with him on a regular basis. And so when we get together and record something for you guys, I'm on his show in a couple months and he's on my show today. So this is a lot of fun and and we love doing this. So the first thing that I want to talk about is you said that Kelly is your co-conspirator. What does that mean for the people that you're serving who who don't know what it is that you do? Right. So, you know, we had, we had the podcast um, and Kelly's joined the team. So in the podcast, she started doing the tip of the week. And that's just a really brief part where we try to add some value as a quick hitter. So you have the normal intro where I tell a story and try to uh, whet the appetite of the ruckus maker listening. Then we do the tip of the week, just something very practical they could put into place right away and get into the main content. So podcast-wise, uh, she's been a big help there. She's starting to, you know, create content that we can share out through the different uh, social channels and the blog. Uh, but most important, and what I'm most excited about, is the value she brings to the mastermind. So, 
you know, over at Better Leaders, we have four cohorts. We're going to be opening a fifth cohort and that one will co-lead and eventually I will disappear from that group and it will be her baby. So I'm just so excited to, again, bring her vast experience and perspective across all these different chairs that she's occupied within school and serve school leaders that way. Well, great. So Kelly, what is it that principals need to know about the role of superintendent? Because we have our ideas, but what is it that we actually need to understand as current principals? I think as a current principal that until you are in those shoes, you really don't know what someone does. So the anomaly of, you know, the elementary is always going to say stuff about the middle school. The middle school is always going to say stuff about the high school. High school principals always, they do everything. They want to know what's going on over at central office. And then when you get into those shoes, it's just a wide variety of fires that are there. Probably the number one thing is the legal aspect of what happens in education. You spend a lot of time dealing with the law dealing with employment law, dealing with um, those types of behaviors from your classified and certified staff that needs to be addressed. A lot about politics, a lot about not only governmental politics, but the politics within perhaps your school board, your board of directors, and dealing with all of that movement. Finances are a huge issue um, that you have to stay on top of and make sure that you are leading with transparency on that finance side. And then bond issues are, are a big issue and closing buildings, growing fast and building buildings. Um, those are all important things. So it, it's uh, very different than what you see in the principalship. So what's an appropriate way for a principal who wants to gain experience in those areas to seek advice and mentorship from their superintendent or other superintendents about preparing for that role? You know, I think that any type of coursework you can get into will kind of whet your appetite a little bit into that superintendency, any of your certifications that you need to, to go down. But network is probably the biggest thing that mm-hmm. you can do is just network with people. If you're an aspiring uh, superintendent, you need to kind of get with the same minded people. Um, One of the things that Danny and I are going to be offering is a superintendent mastermind, and um, there will be some other masterminds coming up that those aspiring to be a superintendent can just get better at their their skills and at um, applying different things and learning from each other. Uh, masterminds are kind of one of those things that people don't know about. I didn't know about it until my husband um, told me, you know, was reached out to Danny on some podcast stuff. And that's kind of how I learned about it. And I was like, gosh, if I would have had this back then, because you are so isolated and you just need people to talk to. And you you do have your local superintendents that you can talk with, but uh, having a dedicated time where you can go to a sacred place and talk with people about all the different issues you're facing um, is just incredible. Yeah, it really does make a huge difference. And people can join Danny's mastermind at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash MM. And my mastermind is at transformativeprinciple.org slash mastermind. And you are totally right that it's one thing to have those there local around you that you're dealing with all the same issues, but it's so valuable to have someone who's not connected to the problems that you're facing to look at it from an outside angle. I was talking with some people in my mastermind last week and they felt like this there was this huge issue that was just overwhelming 
everything that that was all they could see. And then when we talked about it as a group, they realized that the things that were so big to them because they were so close to it were not actually as big barriers as they originally thought. And so they were able to break that down a little bit and see that, okay, here's where I just need to cut through and and deal with this. And what looked like a big, huge problem at the beginning turned out to be, oh, I've already laid the groundwork for dealing with all of this. I just need to take the next step, which ends up being this very small, small thing. I had a question from uh, someone on Facebook uh, a couple of weeks ago um, where they they were an aspiring principal. And this is to both Danny and Kelly. They want to become a principal and they're they're in a charter system and the charter school is going to open up a new network, uh, a new school in the network later. And they want to be a leader in that school. What's your advice to someone who who wants to step into a role in a year or two or three? of what they can do today to get into that role. You know, at least some that I think about is start doing the things that you think that they do, you know? So Kelly already talked about the networking piece. Um, and maybe we still talk about, you know, how we help people prepare, you know, interview wise to get that next role. But, you know, you, you start acting as if, right. And so do as much research as you can back to the mastermind piece. Like that's the power of the network, but, Really, that that community was birthed out of that quote. You know, you're the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, if you want to be some type of leader, we'll get around them. You know, see if you can shadow, uh, join some type of learning network. I hope it's ours. I hope it's Jethro's. If it's not one of us, do something. I think the the power is like just understanding that all of us are better than any of us, and stop trying to do things alone. So, act as if, get as much knowledge, experience as you can. Uh, identify, you know, what are the questions you should be asking? Where are the gaps in your knowledge? You know, what are those things you need to fill out? Who is in your network that you can connect with, right? That might act as a mentor or something that you can join professionally. You know, those are, those are some of those ideas. But if I could backtrack a second, you know, I want to, I want to share this story about fish and it's not my story. It's, it's from, uh, David Foster Wallace. Uh, but the point is this, whether it's, um, moving into this new role, whether it's as a superintendent within the mastermind or a principal in the masterminds that Jethro, you, and what Kelly and I do uh, already for school leaders. When you're so close to a situation, it's really hard to see, right? And I think that's kind of the point that you were making. And so here's, here's the story about the fish. We all have blind spots, right? So David Foster Wallace says this, there's these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, morning, boys, how's the water? And those two young fish swim on for a bit. And then eventually one of them looks over at the other fish and says, what the heck is the water, right? And that's what we do as the mastermind. We're all in the water, but you just don't realize it. And so it helps eliminate blind spots and and helps you be uh, just very wise, you know, in your approach to the big challenges that you face. Jethro, I would add that going into the principalship, you know, instructional leadership is very important and probably one of the things that most school districts are looking for in a leader. They want them to have that instructional leadership knowledge. And so to prepare for that principalship, I would suggest that you become very knowledgeable about the different curricular areas that are offered and what's going on in that school district or in a school district you are pursuing and be able to go into classrooms and really evaluate 
teachers accordingly. I think that's so important. Evaluations are another big thing and just being very consistent, making sure when you're shopping for a school district that they have an evaluation tool, that they're not kind of hanging you out to dry. There are a lot of schools I'm shocked that just don't have good evaluation tools and systems. And then once you have that, you've got to have timelines, due dates, and you have to abide by those. If you're going to tell a teacher that you're going to be in their classroom at a certain time and they've scheduled a time, you need to show up at all, you know, unless it's an extreme emergency. Just don't get on your computer and change that date because you're not feeling like it that day or something else. So really, those are the two big things that I think are important along with what what Danny said. Well, you know, Kelly, I think that 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 response is really really insightful that you, as you become a leader and work with people, you have to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do. And that is, I don't want to say that's old fashioned, but that's the word that's coming to mind. It's like a, like an appropriate way of honoring somebody else is by having that, that commitment to follow through with what you say you're going to do. And, and that's something that is, you know, often often lost in our society now but it's still something that's so valuable that that matters way more than than we typically think that it does and so we've got to you know stick in there and continue to do that go ahead danny you got to follow through on your word you know uh you're in the go community kelly's in there and uh we have a course that i dropped recently on authentic leadership and a quote that i shared and a story i shared comes from uh, lance uh, secretin and he says that Authenticity is the alignment of head, mouth, heart, and feet. It's thinking, saying, feeling, and doing the same thing consistently. This builds trust and followers love leaders they can trust. So to Kelly's point, you say that I'm going to deliver X and ship X, or I'm going to be there on this day. You've got to do it because it's about trust. Yeah. And if you don't have that trust, then nobody's going to follow you anywhere. And that is, that is all too plain to see when you go into a building and you can feel that there's not that trust there. And that's a pretty sad place to be. So I want to talk a little bit more about authenticity because that is what you said, that quote that you read, but it's also being real about the things that you are dealing with. You know, Kelly, earlier you said that a superintendent, you just don't know what is going on until you get that position. And as principals, we can all understand that piece as well because teachers don't have any idea what we're dealing with until they have our position also. And so how do you share the challenges of being a leader in a way that is not complaining or uh, disrespectful to the people that you're talking with, but to help people, not to tell them how how difficult the job is or or anything like that, but to help them see that there's a bigger picture. And the thing I'm trying to get to is there's more to the job than what we see from the outside. Kelly, you first. How do you help people see those challenging things without, you know, violating confidentiality, divulging things you shouldn't, but helping them recognize that there's more than just your classroom, there's more than just your school, and helping them see the bigger picture? Two things come to mind, Jethro. Uh, one is empathy when you're visiting with people, and the other is. Uh, vulnerability. And I think as a leader, when you're visiting with your staff, um, you can always 
refer back to stories and mention those times when you are in a situation and use it as an example to help them bridge uh, kind of that gap and to know how to deal with maybe something in their world. I think you have to be allow yourself to be vulnerable to let them know. Um, I served on several committees and you can bring that back in for community building for relationships uh, because, you know, everybody needs to be doing that. I think when you speak with people, just being real and, and have an empathy helps, but I do think that you can do it through storytelling and giving them a, a little bit of an idea of kind of what your day looks like and, um, I think that's important. I also think it's important that you give them a list. You know, oftentimes principals want to know, who do I contact if I have this, you know, this going on, this going on, and so on and so forth. Really list out exactly who does what and maybe the handbook or somewhere where they can just, I always said, just post it right there. So you can just refer to it and say, if you have a question about an employee situation and it's the assistant suit that deals with HR at that point, go there first before you go straight to the superintendent. So I think it's just lining things out and letting them know, you know, here's everything that the superintendent deals with. Here's what the others deal with. So they kind of have an idea of, of the job load that you have. Yeah. Good. Danny. I think uh, the empathy piece, you know, if you can look somebody in the eyes, reflect back because of your active listening and really summarize what that person was trying to say and demonstrate that you really understand what they want to know and maybe why they want to know it, then almost the answer you give doesn't matter, right? Because if a person really, really, really feels truly heard and you follow that up with, ah, I wish I could, I wish I could tell you, but this is one of those cases where, you know, this one, you're just going to have to trust me on or something like to that effect. I think you'll be able to get get by with that because uh, radical listening, you know, is just not that common. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about radical listening and, and what you mean by that. You know, working with leaders in the mastermind or coaching one-on-one, uh, now we're doing office hours where people just sign up and we're giving, you know, free coaching just to add value. And, you know, everything's about relationships. So to me, uh, radical listening is just really being there in the moment with somebody. And I've done a number of like mindfulness courses and apps, you know, like Headspace, uh, Waking Up course, you know, on and on. I'm, I'm currently doing 10% Happier. I, I got a Labor Day deal on that. And I do it because I always learn at least one nugget, right? And today, the big idea was that, yeah, mindfulness and being very aware, internally aware of what's going on, helps you then with your external awareness in terms of uh, social awareness and relationship management. So in short, mindfulness is just basically focusing on your breath, realizing that your head is a mess. And all of a sudden, there's like so much traffic and voices going on. And then you go, oh my God, I was thinking or I was feeling you know, or whatever. And you bring yourself back to the breath. That happens in conversations. It might be happening with you and Kelly right now. And you just realized, oh my God, what's Danny saying, right? But the point is, is that you bring yourself back. And this has really helped me in my marriage, in coaching or whatever, and just in friendships, because I can, I can see when my mind's wandering and I don't want it to. 
It just naturally happens. So I bring myself back. I'm here for this relationship. I want to uh, offer value. I want to listen. And that's a bit of what I mean. In addition, it's just being able to rephrase back, you know, what somebody says and not going for like a yes, but going for like, that's right. You know, you got it exactly. And not giving it up until you do, because I want people to experience two things working with me. I want them to feel seen and I want them to feel heard. Yeah, that's really powerful. I I think about the times where I've been, and for me, this has been most powerful with students where a student is uh, talking to me and they have noticed that I am not totally there. And like a teacher, they stop and wait until I am there. And, you know, that is so annoying when teachers do it and so hurtful when a kid does it because they know that you have checked out and that you're not listening and that you're thinking about something else. And, and that's only happened a couple of times, but when it has, I have had to like refocus, come back and apologize to the kid and say, you're right. I wasn't listening, continue. And I am listening now. And, you know, as, as a school leader, there's so many different things on your plate that it's easy to get into that situation where people don't feel seen and they don't feel heard. And it's so vital to get back to that and ensure that that does happen. So Kelly, do you have anything to add on that? I totally agree. It took me to a situation where I think we all do it. And I think that the important thing is to acknowledge that you do it Mm -hmm. and even acknowledge before a conversation starts. I remember vividly, my administrative assistant would come in and sit down and I would I, you know, your computer's there, your phone's there, you've got everything sitting there, everything's right. going. So you have you, all the notifications are going, you have to turn all that off. But I would actually sit there and say, Brenda, if it looks like I'm not paying attention, stop and just say, Kelly, focus. I've given you permission to do that. If it looks like my mind is wandering and I'm not paying attention because my mind is going everywhere. And once I did that, she was able to, you know, cut me before I even got before I recognized it, she recognized it. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing to do if if you have the tendency to wander and be distracted at times. Yeah. And and this brings up a good piece about something that I that I haven't talked about recently on the podcast that I think is just so important. I have these communication cards that I have on my uh, wall uh, on my door in the office. And so whenever people have a problem or an issue These are basically like sentence starters that are, I made a mistake. I need help solving problem. I have a storyline and, you know, there's a bunch more than that, but these, these are very clearly set up to remind me as the leader, how I need to respond. And you can get those at jethrojones.com and uh, just search for communication cards and you can find those. But those are something that has been so powerful for me in giving people like recognizing my weaknesses and giving them the tools they need to help me remember how to overcome my own weaknesses. And, you know, it's not like everything has to revolve around me, but like, I know that if I'm not totally engaged, then I'm going to miss something or more often than not, I'm going to respond inappropriately to how they need me to respond to be successful. And that is, that's damaging to them. And I don't want that to happen. So having something Kelly, you said you reminded someone, if I get off task, you got to get me back on. And being able to be clear and open about that, I think that 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 really gets back to the question that I asked about how do you you help people, 
how do you be authentic with people when you've got all these other things going on? Help them see what you're experiencing. I think that those pieces all come together to make a really nice package of how to how to help them. So as we close down here, I want to just talk a little bit about the mastermind. We both offer them and they are amazing and life-changing and just really inspiring for people who are not who are feeling lonely in their leadership. And even if you're not feeling lonely, it it's great to surround yourself with awesome people who are doing things better. So Kelly, what do you want to add to the conversation about the mastermind? The, I mean, the, everything we've talked about is stuff that we go through in there. So what do you want to add to the conversation? No, for people who are not really aware of what a mastermind is, um, I kind of use the analogy, think of Hollywood Squares or think of the Brady Bunch and <laughs> you're looking at a computer and that's what you see is a bunch of people and you're all able to talk to each other. What I love about the mastermind is that you can you can pick up so many different tips, pointers. It is a sacred space. That's the strongest thing in the mastermind to me is that you can bring some of the things that you need to bring to the mastermind that you can't take to those you work with because you probably supervise all of them and you should not be talking to them in that that matter. Um, So those are the things that I think are just so fulfilling and they give you so much direction and inner, almost an inner peace that you've reached out you've kind of gotten some points and you can mesh it all together to what you're going to do and how you're going to handle something. So I appreciate that both of you have offered that platform and have offered an opportunity for leaders to have a a place to go to talk to one another and really share their, their biggest struggles. Yeah. Danny. We've talked about, you know, a few challenges we've helped leaders navigate around. One in the mastermind recently, there's uh, Bobby, good old Bobby I'm thinking about. And here's the thing, in the mastermind, you share a challenge or you, he didn't even know it was a challenge. He just wanted, mm-hmm. to, he wanted to get some off his chest because he felt righteous. He felt mm-hmm. righteous in the moment. So Bobby's telling this story that he had only 10 minutes to prepare uh, a presentation, right? And that is not enough time. It's not his fault. The principal was called in to the central office. And then he says, Bobby, you got to present for me. Okay, cool. Where is the slide deck? You know, what, what's the main ideas I need to get across? And so he reviews as much as he can and crams in for 10 minutes and then delivers a presentation. And he feels good about it because Bobby's an accomplished speaker. He normally does uh, fairly well. And so what happened, a teacher knocked on his door and said, Bobby, what was that all about? It was a mess. It didn't make any sense. Your stories didn't connect. Like, we're just more confused than before you presented. He's like, that's funny. I thought I crushed it. So he goes to a teacher he trusts, right? And he says, Jethro, how did I do? And you say, Bobby, you sucked. (laughs) Your stories didn't make any sense, didn't connect well. And it just didn't make, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that benefited us. You would have been better off not sharing your presentation at all. And Bobby turns to Jethro. Yeah. And he says, well, you know what? I think I did pretty good. So I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> right. And he wanted to tell this story because he felt beat, beaten up. And as leaders, you will get beaten up. You're in the, you're in the spotlight. People are going to critique what you do. That's okay. Uh, but what Bobby didn't realize in the power of the mastermind is how do you think that landed with that teacher that you trust, right? They have this great relationship with that you said, Jethro, give me feedback. And when Jethro courageously does, you say, eh, 
I'll leave it. I, I did it perfectly the first time, right? And that's the type of stuff that that we help people with. And of course, much bigger uh, challenges as well. But here's the thing. You got to learn from the mistakes of others, right? We all can't live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves. And so you're just going to absolutely accelerate your leadership development by getting in a community that's all on the same path and want that radical self-reflection and absolutely are on the adventure of leveling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really powerful. So again, uh, if you are interested in the mastermind, you can go to uh, betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mm or transformativeprinciple.org slash mastermind. And then um, we would love to to have you apply and uh, join our masterminds if it's a good fit. And you know that's a piece that I want to add about that is that it's really important that you trust and want to work with the people that are in that group. And if that is not there, it's not going to be a good experience. And, you know, that just matters a lot. So you've got to make sure that, that you know who you're joining and what it's going to be like, and that you've got all your questions answered before you do that. Because when it's, when it's awesome, it really is awesome. So I paid for a, a coach a few months ago and I just did not feel like that person cared about me as an individual, that they were just trying to to have a person to coach for their own personal gratification. And that just doesn't work. And, you know, I never felt good after our coaching calls and it just wasn't worth it. And then I got another coach uh, just last month and this person like went above and beyond and served me personally and did things for me. and and helped out and it was really really powerful. So I I just want to reiterate like you've got to know who you're dealing with and trust that person for that coaching relationship to work. And same thing in the mastermind, you've got to to feel accepted and feel seen and feel heard like Danny was mentioning and that's really important. So the last question that I ask Danny and Kelly is what is one thing a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you. Danny, we'll let you go first and give Kelly a second to think about that. (laughs) Join something, some type of PLN, if it's not our masterminds, because back to the story about fish in the water, you're in the water, you don't realize it. So you need a community, you know, to help you see what you don't see and to uncover your blind spots. While Kelly's thinking, Jethro, this is going out around uh, Halloween, right? Ooh, spooky. So here's another gift for your listeners. This one, no, I'm going to, Kelly, I'm going to talk to you. Hey, Kelly, why didn't the skeleton cross the road? I don't know, Ralph, what? (laughs) Because he had no guts. Oh, that's awful. Good one, Ralph. Good one. He had no guts. Get it? Oh, so to be transformative, you do not want to tell jokes like Danny Bauer. I'm just going to say. <laughs> no, that was really pretty good, Danny. So I would say that one of the things that, that you really need to make sure as you move forward is to be vulnerable when it is necessary to be vulnerable. Um, you do want to surround yourself with like-minded people, um, but we don't know it all and we have to reach out to others. And I think that it is so important uh, to be vulnerable and let people know you're human. And um, I think you could, it takes a village to raise a kiddo. And I think you could lead that way as well. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. 
Anything that you want to add before we sign off, Danny? Jethro, why don't skeletons ever go trick-or-treating? Because they don't have the guts? Because they don't have any body to go out with. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, thank you for ending on a high note. As always, Danny, awesome to talk with you. Kelly, so excited to meet you and so excited that you're working with Danny as well. This is fantastic. And uh, you can get show notes and links to things we talked about at transformativeprinciple.org slash episode 302. Thanks so much for listening to Transformative Principle and have a wonderful week. 